0: Hey guys, Dean with the Two-Party Podcast. I just wanted to share uh, one of the platforms we use uh, for our podcast. Uh, It's called Anchor. Uh, It is a free platform. They have creation tools that allow you to record, edit uh, your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, most most, all the platforms that you want to reach, you can can reach through Anchor. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, Again, it's free and it's called Anchor. Have a great day this is dean with the two-party podcast i am here with and i might i might kill your name kira Abragaria. kira
1: albergaria
0: albergaria okay so yes all right, pretty good. So I'm here with her this morning and she's going to, she's just going to highlight some of the things that she's working on, which I think touch touch on what we've discussed in several different episodes and lives on social media lately um, about self help, um, about helping others, and then um, basically looking at some of the things she's doing to help um, women and some of the things they've been through and some of the things she's experienced. So I'm going to go ahead, Kira, and hand you the floor for you to kind of tell our audience who you are and introduce yourself. Go ahead.
1: Awesome. Okay. So again, my name is Kira Albegaria. I live in a small state of Rhode Island. I am a mom of um, two boys and I have a husband who's law enforcement. So awesome. um, I'm in a house full of boys. We have two dogs that are male. So it's, <laughs> I'm the only female in here. Um, <laughs> and it's fun. It really is honestly yeah. a blast. Um, you know, my journey with everything um, started A few years ago, um, I was a single mom when I first had my my oldest, so I was a single mom. Um, From there, I got married and or remarried, and I had another little boy. And with that other little boy, my youngest, I actually was diagnosed with severe postpartum depression. Okay. And in that is when I decided to turn that pain into a purpose and build a business for moms and helping moms and um, building all these workshops and I am an author of a newly published book, and it's a workbook called The Reflection Planner, Reflection, Self-Care, and Growth for Moms.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, and and, and in, in the midst of all that, um, maybe maybe dive a little deeper um, for, for the audience that doesn't know what pars- uh, post-mortem post depression is. Uh, am I saying it right?
1: It's postpartum depression, but you're very close. I
0: I knew I was close. So (laughs) so kind of give us, give us a little highlight on, on what that looks like um, for, for maybe some audience members who um, I I know I've looked into it and I've heard that there's, there's women that go through it and maybe don't even know they're going through it, or it gets Mm -hmm. diagnosed as something different. Um, So, so it could be diagnosed as something as much as menopause, to stress, to and I've heard it been, been, been diagnosed, misdiagnosed as different things. Uh, tell us, tell the audience a little bit about what it is and maybe what you experienced with it.
1: Yeah. So um, postpartum depression is actually very, very common. It has a stigma along with it, but it's so common that one in seven births, the mother will experience postpartum depression. And that can actually last into the age of toddler age for um, the child. Okay. So it could be a short term and it could actually last a couple of years, sometimes three years even. Um, you know, for me, my son will be two in November and I still have moments where I experience that. And it's usually because of outside um, sources coming in and affecting that. Okay. But, um, you know, I still kind of, I still struggle here and there with it. Mm-hmm. But um, the stigma that's attached to postpartum depression is you see a lot of times, that'll be brought up on the headlines in the news. So a lot of women see it as scary, as something right. that's very, very scary. And they see it attached to sometimes maybe even court cases that come mm. up that a mother had hurt a child and they hurt their child and they were diagnosed with postpartum depression. Right. So along with that, you automatically think that postpartum depression must mean I hate my child mm. and I hate being a mom and I'm absolutely hating my life.
0: And it doesn't have
1: to look like that. So for me, when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, it was almost a sense of relief. So when they told me that in the doctor's office, a few weeks after my child was born, um, they have you come in, they have all moms come in and you do a questionnaire. And that questionnaire is what moms dread. Because we know answering those questions is going to say what our mental state is. And we want to have that strength. We want to feel like we have it together because we just gave birth. We carried this child. We just gave birth and there's nothing wrong with us. Right. So it's very common to lie on that. Mm -hmm. Moms that I talk to now, they're like, oh, you actually were honest. Oh, I knew what to say to to get past it. Right. And that's what's the scary part is because we're not facing it and we're not helping each other out through this struggle. So as soon as I, I was honest on there and I knew something was wrong, I knew it was something wasn't right inside mm-hmm. of me. I, for me, postpartum depression was my child was only sleeping 25 minutes a night uh, and that's it. Yeah. And so he had some issues where he um, later was diagnosed with reflux. So he was in pain sleeping. And so he couldn't sleep. So I had it was a waking to wake him. him up. Yes. So yeah. he was only getting, for the first four months of his life, he was getting 25 minutes of sleep a night and that's it. Yeah, that's horrible. And so then during the day, I was so exhausted that I mm-hmm. would try and nap when I could. So then there was the lack of eating, the lack of showering, the lack of, lack of self-care. Yeah. So just in the couple weeks after his birth, something was different. And when I went into that office and she said, you have severe postpartum depression, it was a sigh of relief for me right. because at that moment, I wasn't scared of it. It was a, oh, thank you so much.
0: Like, you for know understanding what's going know. on now. Yes. And yeah. thank
1: you for making me aware of this. And she actually wanted to put me on, on medication. And there's nothing wrong with medication at right. all.
0: I mean, hey, if, if, you're, if you need medication for, for a health issue, um, I, I always recommend go to a professional and get the health you, the, you yeah. know, the care you need. If, if there's medication involved and you need it, some people just have chemical imbalances. If you need it, you need it. Take it.
1: Yes. And that's the thing is when you, we give birth, our hormones are so all over yep. the place that it's very common to get this postpartum depression, which could look at, it could look like anger, but it could look like mm-hmm. exhaustion and just crying all the time. So she did want to put me on the medication. I, I said, I'm going to research it a little bit more mm-hmm. before I dive into this medication and leaving the doctor's office. I went right into my car and I sat there and I just cried mm-hmm. and I said, you, you know what I'm going to turn this pain into a purpose
0: yeah. I'm
1: not going to let it control my life mm-hmm. and I didn't I was very blessed I was very lucky I didn't go on the medication and it worked out okay for me right um everybody's again, different yeah. again yes everybody's different so the thing with uh, other mom mothers who might be thinking do I have postpartum depression I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you find yourself crying uncontrollably at all hours you're going to cry here and there because it is emotional being a new mom but if you are not able to control that if you are feeling weak if you are feeling so beyond exhausted where it's hard to stand up if you are feeling scared fear has a lot to do with it and are you and if you're very scared of your child getting hurt by just you holding the child or anybody else holding the child or anything that's something you might want to talk to your doctor about because those can be signs for postpartum depression
0: Okay, very very cool. Um, and and it's so in this journey, um, what I what I gather and what I've researched, and I always say I stalk my guests, but what I've researched by stalking you is that you've taken the time with, with your experience, you've taken the time to educate yourself, you've taken the time to research this um, this this diagnosis that you had in order to, like you said, make it into something positive, and. What is what what is it? What is the journey that that's brought you this far? Then, what, I mean, how much? Where did you go for the the, the education that you got? Um, just researching online, or was there was it a little deeper that you went into um, on this? I mean, where 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 did the journey next take you?
1: So, I actually ended up downloading a book, and I honestly cannot even remember the name of it to this mm-hmm. day because it was such a fog. And reading a little bit more about postpartum depression, so that I understood what I was dealing with, and that's when I said. I need to take this and help other moms so they have the tools so then they can help other moms and they can help other moms so we yeah. can make a community to lean on each other. Yep. And while I had like a five week old in my arms, I signed up for classes to become a life coach. Nice. And I wanted to take that certification and I wanted to put it towards moms. I'm also a personal trainer. So cool. my goal was to help moms, not just physically get to be where they want to be, but also mentally, and it has to be hand in hand. Yeah. So that's where I came up with, I became a life coach and I came up with workshops that I was hosting. And at the time I was calling them strong as mothers. And I had mothers come from all over and we would do a fun activity. We had one time was photo shoots and makeup lessons. And then we had um, yoga in at a vineyard with wine tasting. And at the end of that, I would have a speaker come and the speaker would speak on a specific topic. Um, one would be strength. Another one was um, wearing many hats, different balance, mm-hmm. how to balance. And that's when these moms learn that they're not alone and right. that there is a community out there and that they're able to build their relationships, help better themselves, and then invite other moms in mm-hmm. to help themselves. So um, that's where I went with this. I decided to branch out, help moms, make a big. I ended up doing the workbook, writing a whole yeah. book for this, giving it to tools as a tool for moms to yeah. help them through any journey that they're going through, not just postpartum depression, but any stage of motherhood.
0: Right, and, and I think that's really important. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned that your, your husband's in law enforcement, I'm sure he works a lot of hours. Um, you know I, I know, I know a lot, my brother's in law enforcement, I have a lot of friends that are in law enforcement and, you know, these guys work a lot of hours. They're, they're you know, it, it's a, sometimes a very ungrateful job, but at the end of the day, it does leave the wife at home. It leaves the spouse um, with the kids all the time. And um, very similar to, I guess, military families. You know, you have someone who's deployed all the time. Um, the wives tend to, to build a military mother group and, and, and spouse group. And uh, I know that's the same with law enforcement. The wives tend to get together, you know, and really keep a close knit community with each other. Um, but, but, but it's gotta be difficult. So like you said, you know, by, by the work you're, you're doing and the research you did and doing this workbook and the different things you've done, um, you're able to open a door for other women um, that, that may not have known a that they're not alone b that, um, that there's a there's women out there that meet and talk about and discuss things that that like you said there's a stigma tied to that that maybe a lot of people shut down or they don't want to be associated with having this this label um, yeah absolutely but at the end of the day uh, you know. It's a great example that you did that and that you're doing that and that you you now you know like with our audience you're able to tell them there's a place for you if you're if you're suffering with this there's a place for you uh, to, to start you can start with my book, you can start with this workbook you can start with reaching out to local community or, or other people in your in communities that they can reach out to you and your groups. Um, and, and I find that very interesting because in a world where we're at now, uh, you know, it's just crazy. Our society, the, the pandemic, everything else going on in our world that we see on the news or whatever, um, people feel very alone. You know, we have higher depression rates right now, um, post-traumatic stress. Uh, people that are suffering from that are going through um, relapses of that. Um, we have so much going on that, that there's not enough help. There, you know, sometimes people feel like, well, I don't have health insurance. I can't get help. I can't go to the counseling because I don't have health insurance. Um, I can't afford, I have to go pay my rent and my mortgage or something else. So I can't afford to go get, you know, pay for a counselor. Um, and unfortunately they don't realize there is free resources and there is people like you who care and, mm-hmm. and you're out there to help these people. Um, you, you're, you're in Rhode Island. Um, and, and I'm, I, I've looked and researched a little bit. You have a, a quite an online presence. So, there's a lot of areas where people can reach you. What are some of the the groups that people can reach you? And what are some of the groups that you would recommend people um, kind of look for, for to start doing their own research, things that, that have brought you to where you're, you are at being able to help?
1: So for me personally, um, I have a private Facebook community and it's called a mom's reflection and I keep it private because it's, um, you know, moms and we don't, I want to, I don't want to have all be. that out yeah. there. Yes. yes. So if anybody in it is free. So if anybody wants to join that, just reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my Facebook name is Kira Albagaria. I will add you to it. And, um, in that it's amazing because I give free workouts, um, just to get moms moving and I'll do mindset shift sessions on there. So I'll kind of give some little talks. Um, I give little tips and tricks and budgets, uh, Mm -hmm. savvy ideas and coupons and dinner plans and things like that. So we've built a community, but in that, if a mom is struggling, she can vocalize it and another mom, and it doesn't have to be just out. me, which is amazing because other moms are taking, yeah, they're, com- they're coming in and they're saying, let me help you. Amazing. So it's building that community. And um, what I found very helpful, and I know that they would have this in all other states, is um, when I was going through this, when I was first diagnosed, I spoke with my son's pediatrician and I explained what was happening. Mm-hmm. I told her right away, I was like, I need to let you know that I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. And she was able to give me resources of different um, communities that were in my state. So yeah, local. So I would definitely recommend
0: if you feel like you're alone,
1: speak to a professional, the pediatrician, Mm -hmm. Your child's pediatrician has a lot of information to help you not just the child. So that's something that would be good if you don't feel like you want to go to your doctor because you're not sure what's Mm going to happen. Talk to the pediatrician say you're feeling this way. Is there a mom community that they can hook you up with which is what happened with me. Um, So those are a couple great resources.
0: Yeah, and and it's important to, like you said, you know, some people aren't going to be comfortable talking to their adult doctor, you know, and so talking to the pediatrician, I mean, you got to keep in mind a pediatrician is there for what to take care of your child and and be in the best well being and and if you're you're able to, you know, have a conversation with that pediatrician and let them know that I'm I'm having this issue. um, I've been diagnosed with this and I really want to um, find the help and the resources to get better with it. Um, that would be the pediatrician's job to, to help with the child as well as help with the mother to have that relationship, fix that relationship and that bond and, and help with the condition that, at hand to make it better. And so I don't I, I think it's important to tell the audience that that you know that that is a step to to do that's very important. First, you're getting professional assistance uh and resources, but you're also uh you want to have that conversation with your pediatrician because mm-hmm. um that's their job is to know the what what they can do for the well being of that child as well as for the parent. Um very important. Yeah. Very important. Yes, very. And uh The Facebook group, your private Facebook group, um, just to reiterate, you know, it is a private group and there's a reason for that. And that is out of respect for the women that are in there that need help or want to discuss private issues with others they trust. And so I think it's important as well. Um, I know there's a lot of different groups on Facebook. Um, you know, people try to just join them to join them. You know, they see a profile and they join them and, and it's, it's important that you keep that, you know, that integrity there for the women, because when you're showing support and you're giving support, um, to people, especially on the capacity that you're doing it where it's very private, you know, a lot of a lot of some people are very open. I'm a very open person uh, most of the time, but but it's very important to provide when you're, you're providing help for somebody or support, you know, it, it you've got to give them the courtesy of privacy. And that, uh, so it's important to remind the audience that, you know, if this is something you're suffering for, of course, reach out and join this group, uh, or if you know somebody, but, but keep in mind, we don't, we don't want to just go joining groups just to join groups. Uh, we want to show support for these people, uh, yes. these women that are suffering. So I always try to r- reiterate that. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the things you said you do personal training and stuff? What are some of the things like, um, for fitness and, and diet and just some of the things that maybe um, you could encourage somebody in the audience or, or some, somebody suffering with this that, that's kind of helped you.
1: So something that's helped not only me, but what I'm seeing a lot of the moms is um, being a mom is dedicating all of your time to another person. Mm-hmm. It's dedicating your time to not just your children, but every loved one, you kind of bring in this motherly instinct that everybody who comes around you, you put first. Yeah. So you tend to put yourself last. So what I find even with myself and um, with other moms is I encourage moms to move at least one time a day. And that was something that was huge for me. As soon as I was able to start moving my body and it doesn't look the same for everyone. So that's right. why I don't say go work out.
0: Yeah. Go do this. Getting, go do that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Movement could mean for one mom that she is taking that baby in one of those little baby sacks and going up. up and down. Yeah. And going up and down the stairs 50 times or something. And so it's going to look different, but it's going to do, it's going to give you not only the satisfaction that you took the time to take care of yourself, but you know, it it works with all the chemicals of your body Mm -hmm. and it's going to make you a happier person. Along with that is putting the good nutrients in your body because yes, it's easy for moms to just kind of snack on what your kids are eating or snack on anything. And in that moment, awesome. You put something in your mouth. later on you feel the guilt and you feel terrible about it so what i encourage moms to do is think like how are you going to feel after Mm -hmm. and don't you need to learn self-forgiveness as well right so i'll have a mom come to me and be like i feel so guilty i was having a a lousy night i ate cheesecake i'm like okay and how did you feel well i felt terrible okay now you learned from it let it go don't dwell on it Mm -hmm. great new day starting out. Yeah. It. So it's not dwelling on that, giving yourself some self-forgiveness and making sure that you're dedicating at least a minimum of 15 minutes a day to you time. Yeah. That's what's yes. so important and I always put a minimum of 15 yeah. minutes because it starts at 15 and then after a start doing it, some days you need more. It, it's
0: you need true. More.
1: Yeah. A lot of times moms are like I can't get 15 minutes in and then as soon as they start doing it, they're like, oh, okay. I they make time yesterday. for it. Yeah. Yes. And that's something that's so important. So those factors are going to make not only a healthier body, but a healthier mindset. The,
0: the self-care, you know, the most important thing I hear right there is, is self-care um you know it, it, we're in a society that's so fast paced um whether you're whether you're working full time or you're stay at home mother um you know and people don't realize being a mother is, is coming from a man this probably sounds really silly but being a mother is a selfless job it is a it is probably the hardest job there is on the planet um physically as well you know a lot of people are like well I'm not you know i work harder physically no no moms have it hard and, and the the overall stress of being a mother also takes a toll on you physically, mm-hmm. and so mothers really do, you know, it's, it is a full-time job to take care of a house, take care of children, uh, take care of a spouse, um, and there's so many things, even me, as, a, as, a, as my, my wife t- reminds me all the time, and, and sometimes she doesn't even have to remind me, there's so many things she does during the day that I don't even know, that I don't even see mm-hmm. that she does, you know, for mm-hmm. my son, for, for, for our household, for, you know, just so many things, and it's important for self-care. It is so important. Like you said, even a, mi- a minimum of 15 minutes is a good goal to start to get in the habit. But some days are, are, are better and some days are worse. And sometimes it's okay. Um, I think it's really hard for us in a fast-paced society to tell ourselves it is okay to stop and regroup. It is okay to stop and be alone or be, take a moment for yourself um, yes. to, to just recenter. Just get yourself centered again. And uh, I do it. My wife does it. She's, she's slowly learned that, that it's something she needs. Um, and so she'll do it. And, and sometimes, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it looks like I am pl- taking time for myself. And sometimes it looks like, get out. I need yeah. some time to myself. And, and I know in that moment, it's, you know, me and my son need to give her a break because she does not ever get one. Um, you know, and, and it's very important to um, communicate that. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's important to, to encourage open communication in relationships, um, whether you're, you know, if you're a single mom, obviously there's a different dynamic there, but there's also still that communication with the child that, you know, depending on the age that, that, that they need self-care, like, you know, hey, hey, uh, whoever it may be, I, you know, son, I need you to go do this while I take some time alone, and yes. starting that communication, obviously, early uh, kind of helps, and children, you know, as they get older, they kind of understand, like, oh, mom needs a moment, you know, and And I, and that really is important. Self-care, I don't think, I think it's so underrated in our society because we are so productive and we're so, everybody's going and going and going. Yeah. All on social media. We're all doing everything in the, you know, podcasting, everything we do. Um, And and we don't take enough time for ourselves, which is why we we get a lot of people suffering from stress, depression, anxiety, um, people that are suicidal. It's just all these things come out of just not taking care of ourselves. um, Diet included. Um, I started about two years ago. Uh, on my uh, getting back on my health journey, I've been doing construction 27 years, I've owned multiple businesses, um, computer engineer degree, uh, project management degree, I mean, I've done a lot of things, but I never really started looking at my diet and taking my taking care of my fitness, better, and my mental state, you know, I've always had depression and post traumatic and a lot of different things, but I never really took it serious till about two years ago. Oh, wow. And then then I, I really I, I kind of just made it a goal. I told my wife, I said, you know, I really want to start setting my alarm for 5am. And she's like, what? She's like, you're not a morning person. Are you crazy? What are you gonna do at 5 a.m.? And I'm like, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna go work out. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a morning person. I was like, but I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go work out from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. I'm gonna work out for two full hours every single day, every morning. And then I'm gonna go to work from seven o'clock till whenever I get done at, at work. And and that's what I'm gonna do. And I, I started that journey two years ago. It's been inter it's been it's been a solid journey, but it's been intermittent due to I just had surgery. There's been a lot of things uh, along the way. But but during that, I've changed my diet. I feel better. Um, I take time. That 5 a.m., my wife ain't getting up at 5 a.m. I don't blame her. Who wants to get up at 5 a.m.? So I get that 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And that's my time. Uh, whether I'm working out or whether I, you know, some days I'll take a slower workout or just kind of more of a, a cardiovascular workout and that's my moment. That's my self care. And then it, it always starts my day off. Awesome. You know, and I've never been a morning person. And and when I started doing this, it was more of a challenge to myself. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not a morning person. I know I'm going to hate this. But let's see what happens and how we feel afterwards. And I did it. And, and, and now two years later, looking back, I just got off surgery. And I'm back to work waking up at 5am and, and working out wow. again. And I'm like, I feel so much better when I'm in that routine, even though I hate. Even now, I hate work waking up to at five a.m. But I just know once I get out of bed, I'm like, "Yay, I get to work out!" Uh, but I feel better, and then the eating yeah. better uh, with with eating healthier. My, my my mental state feels better. My body feels better eating cleaner. Um, some of the depression, some of the you you mentioned that you know that, that women will tend to shame. You know, you kind of get that you eat something and you shame yourself. Uh, while us men don't talk about it, I mean, I was kind of the same way. And, and my wife introduced me when we got married to Brahms ice cream and I became this, you know, ice cream guy. And next thing you know, I'm, I would go from 185 pounds to 210 pounds and it's like you know, eating ice cream every night, watching movies on the couch. Uh, and it's like, you know, we go through it and, and but, but the shame, you know, I, I would tell myself every day, like, ah, I, I'm not going to have a bowl of ice cream or, you know, or I had a bowl of ice cream. I wake up the next day and I'm like, if I hadn't had that ice cream, I'd feel better today. You know, um, it's, you've got to, you've got, like you said, you've got to look at it, acknowledge it and move on. Yes. You can't dwell on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because um, with everything you're saying and even like getting up at five o'clock in the morning and eating healthy, because they ha- you have to think this: what starts off as your struggle will turn into your strengths. Mm-hmm. So you getting up at five o'clock in the morning, that was probably a struggle at first, but now oh, that's a time. strength. And that's, yeah. And that's something you can be yeah. proud of. That's something that You do for you, which is so, so important.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've had a lot of people go like, why do you work out for two hours? And it's like, you know, a, I don't really get a good workout unless I go for about two hours. I have a gym membership. If I want to wake up at 5am and drive over to the gym and then work out for maybe an hour if I, if people aren't on the equipment and then come home and shower and then go to work, I could do that. But that's, that's like a whole nother process. I don't care to do. So I kind of have a home gym and I can do it. I can just wake up and go to the home gym and just hang out and, and do that. But it's like, you know, it, it, whether I did an hour workout or 15 minute workout, or, you know, it's the point that I finally at 44 years old in my life, I finally have acknowledged that I need some time that I, there's, there's, it's okay to not, it's not selfish for me to take a minute for myself no. or two hours for myself and my wife, you know, it's same thing. She, you know, if she tells me, Hey, I, you know, I, you guys need to get out of my hair you know, then I just grab my son. Hey, let's go do something. Let's go work on a project or let's leave the house for a little bit. Or if she wants to go shop, she'll just kind of go do her thing. And it's one of those things where I think we forget that as a society. Um, I I think our society as a whole, we've kind of set these stigmas as you're supposed to be a business owner. You're supposed to be busy. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Um, But nowhere in all of this, do you ever hear like you're supposed to stop and you're supposed to take a moment and you're supposed to take a break. Um, yes, and we need it, and and, and you know it, it's what's healthy for us. So tell me a little more about where we can, where the audience can find all of your social media, all your information. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Facebook group and stuff, and then tell us where uh, they they can get their hands on your workbook as well.
1: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's where I connect a lot with a lot of my followers and, and just moms. And my name on Instagram is strong underscore mama underscore Kira. Okay. And, um, you can feel free to message me on there. Anything that any mom wants to talk about, it's confidential. We can talk about it. Um, Facebook again, my name is Kira Albagaria on there. And, um, I have a website, which is called a moms Okay. And if you want to email me, you can email me at reflection at gmail.com and um, for my book. So my book is available on Amazon online. It's also available online at Barnes and Noble and Westbow Press Publishing. That's my okay. publisher. Perfect. So those three are like the main ways to get it. If you do want to sign copy, I do sign copies. Somebody just needs to reach out to me on one of those platforms yep. and I can send that to you signed
0: very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm going to get off here and let you go. It's been great having you on the show in the future. You know, we, we do these short slots and we schedule these short 30 minute. Um, but, but in the future, I'd like to get you on maybe on a little longer, uh, segment and we can get a little deeper into maybe, maybe looking at this workbook, like maybe, uh, live on air, we can kind of start working through like reading some of this stuff and kind of looking and working on that together. Uh, just for the audience to understand a little bit about a little deeper on what, on what this all is about.
1: Yeah. um, I'd love that. Absolutely.
0: For sure. So I look forward to that. You have a great day and um, you'll be hearing from me to kind of book that future episode.
1: All right. I'd love that.
0: Have a great day.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Mm